food is the only, only way. And all the other products that I have used so far have been only there as sideline to help me while basically I'm healing with the food. Because food is the only thing that will feed your good bacteria. So the choice of the food you make is, or your clients or your people on PPE program, this is the most crucial thing. Everything else is side. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. We just love hearing positive stories to provide inspiration on this challenging journey of inflammatory arthritis. And today I've brought a guest on, her name is Zena, and she's here to talk about her tremendous progress so far with her inflammatory arthritis. It's been quite dramatic and uh, she's joined uh, today in this very gloomy Sydney day with rain. She's a a co-Sydney cider, um, but we're doing this as a recording over Zoom. So I'd like to welcome Zena to this episode. Thank you very much, Clint. First, I want to thank you very, very much for where I am at the moment because I'm in a wonderful place. I was diagnosed with very severe rheumatoid arthritis late 2018, and I was placed on a bunch of drugs, including methotrexate, 20 milligram a week, 400 milligram Plaquenil daily, 400 milligram Celebrex daily, 20 milligram Prednisol daily, and that was not enough to keep my pain away. Now I'm only on 20 milligram methotrexate. And I am living happily. I don't have any pain whatsoever. And I'm very, very happy. Thank you very much for this. That's absolutely outstanding. And I think that that gives us a good platform of, uh, of showing how well you've done over the last, just last few years, uh, for everyone to get excited about hearing what you've done and all the specifics behind it. You and I have talked about how we can lay out this chat. We're going to fairly efficiently move through your story to allow a lot of time in going through the things that you do that you consider are the most important. We're going to cover all aspects of those things, Um, some interventions, uh, the diet, exercise, mindset. We'll We'll go through all those things and you've got some stuff that no one else has talked about on these episodes before. So I'm looking forward to hearing those. So let's start the story. Let's get into uh, the, the initial symptoms, where you felt them and uh, the severity of, of what you were experiencing, and then move through that treatment plan that you just gave a highlight of. Look, I probably had symptoms for 10 years after being placed for um, a period of six months of very, very strong antibiotic for my ear infection. I had this terrible ear infection in which basically I just, nothing was helping. I begged the doctors, the surgeon, the anti-surgeon, everybody to, you know, take a swab and work out what is going on inside of my ear so that I know what I'm dealing with because they kept prescribing me all these broad-spectrum antibiotics and nothing helped. 
So after about six months of destroying my gut, I started seeing neutropath. I started seeing everybody, nothing, nothing helped. I spent thousands of dollars basically chasing one specialty after another just to kind of be disappointed over and over again. And then basically the symptoms started happening. I would have a little pain in the shoulder that would last two days, and I would have pain in a hip that would last two, three days, pain in a knee. And all these pains would kind of come and go. So I never kind of take it seriously. I just thought I slept badly or I lifted something too heavy. And, you know, um, so I never took that seriously that I could have, you know, potentially rheumatoid arthritis coming to hit me. Then in December uh, 2017, I had a fall and basically I fall on my left knee and my knees got a little bit swollen, nothing like majorly, but it hurted like hell. And I went to JP, he just thought that it's osteoarthritis. He said, you're coming to age that basically osteoarthritis is setting in. Just, you know, put cold pack, ice pack, that's it. So by mid of January or by end of the January 2018, my finger started swallowing. And basically, this was the first sign that something is severely wrong. You know, it's the first time that I took it kind of seriously. What was really strange for me, no Australian doctor, although they are the best in the world, even suggested that it could be rheumatoid arthritis. They just said, oh, it might be something. Actually, my best man, who is pulmonary surgeon back in Yugoslavia, said to me, I think it's rheumatoid arthritis. Go and check your blood result. So then I had to find GP who will run specific tests. Anyway, to cut long story short, rheumatoid factor was found in my blood, and I saw first-time rheumatologist sometimes at the end of March. And she said to me, oh, this is nothing. You have palindromic rheumatism. This just comes and goes. You know, just take Celebrex whenever you have attack for a couple of days. And basically, let's hope that will disappear. I said to her, is this going to go into rheumatoid arthritis? Because obviously, I have rheumatoid factor. And she said, oh, yeah, there is a chance. But a lot of people, they never progress to that bad stage. Well, I was getting worse and worse, so she started then basically May and June putting me on Plaquenil, and first was one tablet, then another tablet on top of Celebrex, so I was taking Celebrex, I was taking Plaquenil. By the end of June, I had to have surgery on my ear because my ear started planing, and I was asking, is this connected? And they say, no, it's not, you know? So anyway... Basically, to make long story short, at end of September, finally, she agreed to send me for the whole body scan. And during that scan, the nurses or the technicians who were doing body scan were in panic, were asking me for permission to take extra x-rays of my spine because they saw a lot of inflammation in my spine, but they were not telling me. But like I saw panic on their face which prompted me to search for another rheumatologist, you know? And, it, and also I had then um, surgery on my ear, which meant more antibiotic. And even during that surgery, I asked, I begged the best surgeon here in Sydney. I said to him, can you please take the swab? When you're going inside of my ear, can you take the swab for pathology? I need to find out what is basically going on. Oh, no, we don't do that. Nothing. It, it will be just broad-spectrum antibiotic. That was, again, just broad-spectrum antibiotic. 
Anyway, so basically I went to and found a second guy in Chatswood. And he basically just took one look at me and he said to me, you are severely sick. Like this is the first time in almost a year that somebody acknowledged that I'm sick. So he immediately put me on 20 milligram methotrexate and added 20 milligram prednisone daily with the aim that I will take taper prednisone and celebrex down as methotrexate kick in. But he also said one sentence that stuck in my mind. He said, I need to keep plaquenil and methotrexate because you need to be six months on two tablets and fail two tablets for, in order for me to prescribe you Homira. And that scared the hell out of me. That scared the hell more than the fact that I had rheumatoid arthritis that scared the hell out of me. I was in massive pain. I was suicidal. I didn't know where to go from there. I was basically asking my husband to buy me an imbutal so that I can just finish myself. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was that bad. My hands were triple in the size. Like they were not individual joints that were joined. By that stage, it was just everywhere. And it was just like, you know, whole hands like this swollen. So um, basically, that was, I think, October 2018. So I started researching what else I could do. My husband found you, by the way, in that time when he realized that I'm completely sick and my brain was not in in the state of mind to, to think about myself, you know? It was just like, you know, surviving and thinking how to end it all, you know? So my husband found you and he said, look at this. He found your TED podcast and he basically said, came home and he said to me, look at this. So immediately I basically started. I said, look, I don't have anything to lose. I'll start this. So I was on all these tablets and basically I started your program, but I was searching also for the other things. Is there anything else natural to, you know? that I can do to help myself, you know? And what was very interesting during that time um, in Sydney Morning Herald, which is um, one of the major paper here in Australia, newspaper that is quite reputable. um, There was a story about a Queensland research and professor uh, Alex Lucas, who is developing the treatment for autoimmune diseases from the hookworms the normal worms that are kind of present in the, the dogs and that we basically warm our dogs against. So I quickly did the research. I found out that there is at least 12 companies worldwide that are in the initial stage trying to isolate the peptides from the various kinds of the animals, including hookworm, sea anemone, scorpion, um, spiders. So apparently all these animals uh, have the the, the inside of them peptide that that when they inject us with this peptide, it basically suppresses our immune system. And the hookworms, basically, they work on the uh, channel in our body called KV1.3 channel. This channel uh, basically uh, coordinates the immune system as well as working of the heart, brains, nerves, everything else. And that is one reason why it's so hard to isolate those peptides because they have to be so specific to just act on immune system but not affect the working of the heart or nerves or anything else. 
So I found out if I go to Mexico, I can swallow about 100 larvae of hookworms. They will live in my intestines about 10 to 12 years happily ever after. They will make the love and produce the eggs, but uh, you know they will not come out the other way alive. There is a video that I shared with you from Professor Yehuda Schoenfeld. He is a leading immunologist in, in the Israel, and he basically has isolated some of those peptides. And you can your uh, viewers can look at this at, at the basically YouTube. If they just Google T.P. Sera or Professor Yehuda Schoenfeld, they will find his video in which he's basically describing how they've done the study in which they treated 12 people with multiple sclerosis. And that these people lived with these hookworms for about 12 years. And during these 12 years, none of them had any kind of the attacks. They lived happily normal life. And um, basically, um, that one of the patients developed then some sort of the severe uh, infection. And as a result, they had to terminate everybody in the study. So um, he basically was well, saying that. Well, you mean they had to end the study? Yes, they have yeah. to terminate the study. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you said terminate said everyone. Term to terminate the study, not the people in the study. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, so okay. This is fascinating, and I wasn't expecting this. So, what happened next? So they they basically cancelled the study, and then basically, obviously, they were looking into these uh, peptides. And some of the people, um, you know, including Monash University, Professor Alex Lucas, Professor Yehuda Schoenfeld, they isolated the peptides, and this is now in the early kind of the research, it's going to be 10 years before they come on the market, at least. So I thought, well, it's 10 years, I'll get the, 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 the hookworm. But then the more I've studied hookworms, and this, if you go naturally that way, I realized that there is no difference taking Humira or having a hookworms in your stomach, because they can suppress your immune system so much that, yes, you're living completely normally but your immune system is completely knocked off because what this little creature, how they want to do, they want to infiltrate your immune system. They don't want your immune system to kill them. They want to go unnoticed. So they have armory of the weapon better than some medicine to immunosuppress you, to um, basically live happily ever after in your intestines, eat of you, you know, uh, drink your blood and eat your food and not be killed by your immune system. That is the bottom line. So I was prepared to do even that. That is how sick I was. So luckily, I didn't have to go that way. Uh, basically, Christmas 2018, I, I, I really committed myself to Padison program. And little by little, I've started noticing the difference. Then I dropped first prednisone. In December, I dropped completely prednisone. So I wasn't on prednisone maybe two months. And then even though I was very, very much in a lot of, lot of pain in February 2019, March 2019, I just decided to drop Lacanil. And... Since then, I basically have, until recently, struggled with pain, swelling, and everything else. But I just felt that 
I, I have to do it like properly with the food because I've realized that that is the only, only proper way. Any medical treatment, any natural hookworm treatment will basically, you know, provide you relief from your symptoms, but they will not deal with the root cause of your problem. And that root cause is bad bacteria in your gut. And most probably bad bacteria from my gut has traveled into my ear. And that is how I got ear infections. And then antibiotic and everything else just basically complicated the things. So um, food is the only, only way. And all the other products that I have used so far have been only there as sideline to help me while basically I'm healing with food because food is the only thing that will feed your good bacteria. So the choice of the food you make is, or your clients or your people and PPE program, this is the most crucial thing. Everything else is side, you know? So when I talk about the food, what choices do you have to make? It's basically a lot of greens, tons of greens. I today go probably through the eight or nine serves of greens a day. Broccoli is extremely important because it has a product called sulfamides. These products are basically extremely important in preventing autoimmune diseases as well as cancer, and they are used in the signaling of the nerves. So if your nerves are not signaling properly, if the signals between the nerves in your hands and in your stomach and in your brain don't work properly, you will develop eventually some sort of the disease, whether it is rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, or anything else. Eventually, you will be sick. So broccoli, three serves of either broccoli, cabbage, onion, Brussels sprouts, those things, three serves a day are must. Kale, kale is in that, that category as well. And then basically spinach and green salads, another three serves. And then I will have also two serves of fruit. And I will just specify, I do only two serves of fruit because if I eat any more in the beginning, and this is also what, what another doctor told me, it's too much sugar. So I eat only two serves of fruit a day. You know, it's nice to have it more, but, but unfortunately, just even though it's fruit sugar, it's still too much sugar. You, you're not healing then as fast as you should. And that was my early problem because I ate too much sugar, too much fruit. So um, basically, yeah, that is the, the, the food that I eat mostly. 80% of my food is raw and greens. And then actually not raw because I steam uh, broccoli, but I only steam it for, for a little bit. It's still very crispy. And then I eat... You know, quinoa, buckwheat, uh, rice, lentils, beans, sweet potato, those kind of the stuff for the remaining, just to basically have the calories. Perfect. Perfect. So I've been on TP diet alone between December 2018 and probably the March 2020 when I first time saw Dr. Kate. Right, I just, saw explain, Dr. just explain, Dr. Kate, who that is. Yeah. 
Well, I saw first the the podcast that you've done with Brooke in Newcastle. That podcast is great. People can go and rewatch it because she really gave a lot of good information. So in that podcast, I've heard about this unusual doctor who does unusual things. And basically, she successfully helped Brooke uh, uh, deal with her rheumatoid arthritis. So I thought, well, if she helped Brooke, I, I should go. What, what do I have to lose? And by that stage, I was 50% better. And when I say 50% and only on methotrexate, I've, I've given everything else. So I went and I saw Dr. Kate. She's in Bondi Junction. She's alternative doctor. She is um, she's GP by profession, but she also has a college of natural medicine. So uh, she basically can prescribe methotrexate and everything else, but she also basically, her preference is to treat her patient with food and with uh, natural products. So I saw Dr. Kate and she first basically referred me to a company called NutriPod to mm. run my full microbiome test, which you can show to the, to the you know, everybody who is watching. Mm. I bring that up now, if you like. Is there some specifics yes. about it that you wanted to talk about? Like, are there some certain microorganisms that were addressed that you want me to highlight on the screen? Yes, yes. Okay, if let you, me bring it up now. now. Yeah, I'll bring it up now. Okay, so we're on the screen now. So if yes. you're watching this on the internet, then uh, you'll be able to see uh, a whole bunch of uh, complicated strains of certain Certain yes. opportunistic bacteria. Which would you like me to show? Because there's you a go a little pages. bit down where your pointer yep. is. Down there here, is a, a little bit up, up, up. Yep, that there one. A, yes, that one, Citrobacter frundi. Mm -hmm. That one, as you can see, even after a year and a half on a very, very clean diet, it was yep. 269 of whatever you know units it, yep. it's represented in. Uh, and basically, the, the normal limit is less than five. So as you can see, that is a severe overgrowth of really, really bad bacteria. And as you can clearly see on the title to that paragraph, yeah. it says potential autoimmune trigger. Yep. So that is that one. And also somewhere else, there, there, there was another bacteria called Enterobacter. Enterobacter. Yeah, this one? Yes. Enterobacter species. Mm -hmm. It's a normal bacteria in the gut, unless it's basically overgrowth. And once when it overgrows, it's known to cause rheumatoid arthritis. It's known to cause joint pain. And as you can see, normal level are 1 to 50, and in my case was 230. So this basically test has told me what I'm dealing, told me that I'm not idiots trying to eat the way how I was eating and basically confirm that I'm getting better. And God knows what those levels were before PPE program, because by that stage, I felt so much better. Right. So uh, this test is, as I said, run in Melbourne. There is a privately owned company called NutriPath. People can go just online and basically book the test themselves. They don't have to have a doctor. When they get their kit to collect their samples, full sample, they basically can nominate 
where they want the test results to go. So they send test results simply by email. It's better to have a doctor who knows what it's talking about this, especially like first time when you're doing it, because it can be a bit overwhelming, you know. When I saw this, uh, you know, first time it was very overwhelming. It, it was like, where do I start now, you know? Yes. So it was very good that I had a doctor who knew what, what she was talking about. And basically, so when she first time saw me after this test, she said to me that she's going to treat me with oregano oil. Mm-hmm. And also at the back of this test, there is, um, there is a suggestion what food to eat, uh, with what, uh, you know, what the treatment is and, and all the rest of it. And they basically suggest natural treatment because they know what kills this bacteria in the, in the laboratory, in the Petri dish. Yeah. Um, it's not so much which foods that I would love it if they went to that kind of detail, they go into more things like you just mentioned before, like certain, um, essential oils that can be taken and also, uh, certain probiotics that can be taken to combat other strains of bacteria. At least that's what I saw on my test. I went after you told me about this. I was curious. I went and got the same test done. Uh, and so I was reading about, you know, the, the notes at the bottom. We can actually scroll down. What I'll do is go down here and here is where they talk yeah, about they comment. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these things I don't understand because they are specifically, sure. although I have scientific background, some of these things yep. I cannot understand because they are specifically medical and specifically um, involving immune system that I'm not expert in. You oh, know? you and me both. It gets very complicated. It gets very yeah. complicated. And I was able to sort of work piecing the puzzles together at a very micro level one at a time and looking for studies on specific strains of mine that were out of the normal range and then looking for studies to show how those were then combated. And, you know, it's um, it's almost like, uh, you know, one of those uh, old-fashioned um, counting machines, uh, you know, what are they called, you know, I'm talking about, um, or, or a graphic equalizer with all these yes. moving parts. Yes. And so in the beginning, your bacteria is very, very high. Right. Bad bacteria. And if right. you scroll back into mine, you will see that my good bacteria is very low in some right. area, even non-existent at that time. Even mm. though, again, I, I, I point that I was one and a half year completely clean eating, yeah. you yes. know. But yes. my bacteria still was low because these bad bacteria are taking <gasps> yep. the food. They fight yeah, exactly. for that food. Well, and even if you're eating just, uh, you know, quinoa, quinoa still has a bit of sugar and a bit of oil and a bit of things just to keep this bacteria, you know, alive. And then these bad bacteria, they infiltrate and they can go like a bear in hiber- hi- uh, hibernation. Exactly. And they can stay for years in your gut with no food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. So I wouldn't concern folks too much about sort of feeding them with healthy food. It's about also the real estate that they oper- that they yeah. occupy in the gut. And yeah. if if you've got you know like a like a neighborhood, a, a U.S. style one entry like community where all these homes, if you've got a bad part of that neighborhood that are just occupied by <laughs> extremist or party goers. Yes. Or young people who just like to do a lot of drugs. It's hard to get them out. And it's um, hard to live 
being there. Right, right. And it's, and it's yeah, exactly the whole community is getting upset with that. So, yes. yeah, and so it is difficult. So, what what other recommendations were being put forward for you, and how do you think that they may or may not have been effective? And do you have, for example, a, a plan to go and have your microbiome mapping done again for comparison? Yes. So, well, look, I was told to go on oregano oil, mm-hmm. and I can show the bottle of oregano oil. I just basically bought it on the on oh, yeah. the on the yeah. iHerb, you know. And I was told to go on four tablets a day. And then basically I would take that in the morning and at lunch. And then in the evening, I would have to have my massive green shake with a massive probiotic. And uh, I I basically took a very strong probiotic that I will go into it. And I was told that with oregano oil, I can only be two weeks on and then for a... long period of time off. And that is to basically try to bring bad guys a little bit down and allow good guys to overtake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. I will take in the morning and then the lunch, two tablets of oregano oil, and then in the evening, massive, uh, you know, green shake. And at that time I was using Vivomix or VSL number three probiotic. Yep. That is the, the most strong on, on, on the market, as well as probiotic that Dr. Kate uh, prescribed me. And she just prescribed me one with lactobacillus bifidus. And what she said to me that it's very, very important that you, uh, I'll just read this under the light, Saccharomyces um, cerevisiae uh, boulardii. Bambulati, right. It's called yep. like like it's called yep. like SP floor active. Yeah. Yeah. Uh from bioceuticals. She yep. said to me that this probiotic is basically acts like fertilizer to bring the other good bacteria. Yeah, its nickname is just S Bulati. It's yes. they don't say the, the first because it's just a little challenging. It's very really hard to pronounce yeah. it. S Bulati, so. yes. So she said to me that that one is very important to bring the other good bacteria um, and to basically, you know. So what I did in the beginning, and I can tell you, I immediately had side effects of oregano oil. After three days, I went into vomiting and diarrhea. Mm. And I called Dr. Kate and I said, what's going on? And she said, that is what I expected on the third day because your body is killing this bad bacteria. And the way to get rid of them is through bringing them up or basically passing them down. Also, whenever I took oregano oil for a couple of hours, I had terrible pain. Like almost instantly as I took it, the pain would start. But what was happening, I was seeing that little by little, my swelling is going down. Mm-hmm. So, so the I pain was... That- the pain was uh, immediate and acute, but then after that session passed, next time you took the same dose, it wasn't quite as severe, and overall you noticed a reduction in symptoms. For a long term was severe. For a long term oh, it was right. severe because I was pretty bad. At yeah. least for the first two or three times that I took, uh, you know, oregano oil, uh, the pain was severe for an hour or two after I would take the tablets and then it mm. would basically subside. 
but mm. I did each time that I took it for two weeks, I would I would feel after two weeks a little bit less swelling. Mm. So I, I asked my doctor Kate, and in the beginning, also I have to point out that I would have a pain from um uh spinach shake. I would make spinach shake, and after that, I would have massive pain with probiotic, and I would have massive pain. So I asked Dr. Kate, what's going on? And she said to me, when these bacteria die, they basically, when body starts breaking them down, because while they are alive, they infiltrate, and body might not be able even to notice them. But when they start dying, then it's basically that we feel this pain because then it's basically their pieces of the dead bacteria floating yeah, yeah. down and the body is kind of attacking that. So yeah. she said that when you're healing, when you have pain, if you're taking oregano oil, that that is actually a good sign that, um, you know, that oregano oil is working. But it took a long, long time. So what I was doing, I was for two weeks on oregano oil Actually, first time I wasn't even able to be two weeks. I was 10 days because by that time, my stomach already stopped working. I stopped digesting the food. And as wow. soon as you see these signs, you have to stop and wow. you have to go and rebuild your good one as much as you can with probiotic, prebiotic and everything else. And then again, so I, in the beginning, I was basically being 10 days to 14 days on oregano oil and about six to eight weeks off. And then again on, and then again, six to eight weeks off. So this isn't something that you really want to be trying on your own because I've, I, I can tell you that if I was doing this on my own and I saw a lot of symptoms uh, as a result of, of doing virtually anything, I'd be very, very eager to stop doing that. And it would be only be in this instance that you had Dr. Kate reassuring you after you've picked up the phone and said, hey, this something's going really, really strange with this. Her reassurance got you through this. Otherwise, you would have given yes. up on it quickly. Yes, her reassurance and also yeah. the fact that I was seeing that my swelling was going down. Right. After two weeks, Every single time it was noticeable that my swelling would go more down than if I didn't take that. Gotcha. Okay. Another yep, thing that I was taking was Moringa. Moringa is gentler. Yep. It doesn't cause, basically, it doesn't kill good bacteria to my understanding. I've done a lot of yep. research. So I did three 500 milligram tablets of Moringa. That was also bringing some pain, but I was sometimes able to feel that in between oregano oil and get some benefits. Mm. Mm. But mm. also you need to take break from that as well. One thing that I was really thinking that it was helping all the time, it's marshmallow root. Mm -hmm. Marshmallow root is, is, is just root. I can show it here on the camera. Uh, if maybe something like this. It's just oh, a white little, yes, it's yeah. the root of the plant. And what you do, you take this one tablespoon of this and put it in the cold water and leave it to stand two, three hours. And a slimy water creates from this. Drinking that slimy water regenerates uh, the intestinal lining and also bronchial lining if people have a lot of chest infections. If you don't like doing the root and drinking slimy water, you can basically buy in the tablet form. 
However, mm. marshmallow root is much, much better if you take it naturally. It takes a little bit using, as I said, but it really regenerates bronchies if you have chest infection and it really regenerates intestinal, uh, internal lining because it, it just provides you this building material for this line. Then I use ginger, turmeric, and honey. I have a mixture that I put 400 gram of grinded turmeric, grinded ginger, and store it in kilogram of honey so that I basically have it always ready when I need it for my tea or for just in the morning with with little bit of, of the pepper. And then probiotics and prebiotics. Prebiotics, I use this paleo fiber from Metagenic. This basically is concentrated fiber of some plants that we can't get in our shops and don't consume, but are known to feed good bacteria. I use NAC regularly uh, and astaxanthin regularly. What was the last one? Astaxanthin. It's very good for eyes, and it's basically, it's extracted from the crab. It has a yellow yellow color, and it's uh, very, very good for the pain, and it's very, very good for cleaning the body of anything, and especially cleaning eyes, and it's also sun protection. So people who are on metotrexate or plaquenil, they're very sensitive to the sun. That is the reason why I've started taking it, but I, I... I think that there is something to it. It's very cheap. Okay. You just buy it on the iHub. Mm-hmm. I'd personally, just me, I'd avoid it because it's it's coming from a crab. But uh, um, at the moment, uh, you know, that's a personal opinion. Okay, so you've got a lot of things here. Um, uh, is there anything else? Just quick because we yeah, have a time. I've used infrared sauna. Oh, yeah. Tell us how you experience it. It's wonderful. And I'll tell you background story, science behind it. It's basically we as a human for things to happen in our body, for all this chemical reaction to happen in our body, we need energy. As a chemist, I'm a chemist by background, I know that if you want two substances to react together, 80% of the time you have to put the heat in for them to react. So I believe that infrared sauna provides that heat for reaction in our body to happen. And it's not only infrared sauna that can provide our heat. We're getting heat from our exercise, our body heats. Therefore, that is one of the reasons why exercise is good. Then also by uh, breathing, taking more oxygen, such as Wim Hof exercises. Basically, we're putting more oxygen into our body, so shifting reaction to the heating stage. And then infrared sauna. And there is another interesting fact about infrared sauna, if your listener didn't know. The infrared heat is the most closest heat to the human heat that babies receive when they are in the mother's womb. Infrared heaters are used in baby incubators. Because of the same reason, because it is the simplest. So that heat from infrared heater gets directly through us, through our spine into our core organ. And Mm. core organs are basically heart, liver, intestines, you know, liver, um, spleen. So it goes straight into those organs that are basically 
required to work properly to purify our body. So I think that that is the reason why infrared heat, infrared sauna and infrared heat helps a lot of people because it just simply brings our body to the energized state in which basically our body can do all this reaction, complex reaction that it needs to do to um, basically work correctly. So infrared sauna for us, it's, it's really a must. It's yes. not a luxury. It's not, you know, maybe <laughs> it's a must. I love it. How often also, are you doing that? It settles the nerves. So mm. they've done study with bulimic people and they found out that if somebody eats and go into infrared sauna, they will 80% have more chance of keeping that meal in because it settles the nerve. Wow. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Wow, you know a lot about the infrared saunas. How often are you doing them? Uh, I do them two or three times a week. I have yeah. one. I don't do them more often because it tends to dry my eyes. That is the only side effects that infrared sauna can have, that if you do too often and too much, it can dry your eyes. Yes, fair and enough. And then you have problem with 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 the eyes and some people with rheumatoid arthritis have more dry eyes than the others. Mm, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I've got a partnership with Sunlighten. So if people are interested in getting an infrared sauna, check out Sunlighten amongst the uh, products that you're looking at. Uh, you will get a discount based on our relationship, just say Patterson program. And in the U S the UK and Australia, they will provide you with a discount uh, just by mentioning our podcast. So that's fascinating. Uh, is there anything else? Yeah, I do Wim Hof exercises every morning now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe that in order also to provide energy and energize our body to do all this, um, you know, um, the, the reaction, I believe that, that now science is catching up with what he's doing, but they still didn't connect this with him. There yes. is a company called Setpoint Medical in USA. It's a company that has uh, basically taken how our nerves work in order to heal us from autoimmune diseases. And what they've done, it's very different to anything else. They produce a little like a microchip that they insert into our necks here. They make a small, tiny incision and they insert this chip in, into the, the neck and place it next, next to the, to the vagus nerve. Yep. Because vagus nerves directs all these signalings and it goes from brain all the way down to our spine and basically to our feet. And so the nerve that brings more messaging to the brain than what it takes from the brain to, to, the, to the rest of the body. So what they do with these chips, they basically program it once a day for one minute to vibrate at a specific mm -hmm. electric, electrical frequency or frequency like infrared zone are just maybe a little bit different. So just for one minute a day, this basically starts automatically. During that time, the patients lose the ability to talk properly. However, they live through it. The, the, because it's simply too much vibration happening, specific vibration. And what is really interesting that they've basically succeeded to put into remission people that failed everything else. 
So yeah. I think that Wim Hof exercises and any deep breathing exercises stimulate vagus nerve. So please do them. You know, they are free of charge. There is no side effects. Uh, having that implant, there are potential side effects. The major one are infection. And then another massive side effect is that they basically could damage your vagus nerve, in which for the rest of your life, you would have problems speaking and breathing even and maybe even living. Yeah, I watched a video, I watched a presentation at a live event, and it might have been something that you sent to me inside our support forum, or it was someone else, but um, the presentation involved exactly what you were saying, and I had two two, two things go through my mind when I was watching it. First of all, wow, this evidence that is being presented by a researcher at a medical conference is pretty much massively endorsing um, the work of deep breathing, vagus nerve activation, like you're talking about, the sort of stuff that Wim Hof taught, you know, is, is an expert in. And then the conclusion of that presentation also astounded me because the solution was let's all implant these devices into people's necks so they can have vagus nerve stimulation instead of Let's teach everyone how to breathe properly. Yeah, because, uh, you know, there is no money in the free food and free breathing. but isn't it like the, the conclusion of the presentation? Let's implant everyone. I mean, oh, my God. I, I just yes. I just like I'm, like I'm looking around me. Does anyone else see what I'm seeing here, the madness? But anyway, look. Yeah. yeah. However, uh, if anybody is interested, they yep. can go on the Set Point Medical website. They're yep. actually running trials now because they've done a, a study one or study two on rheumatoid arthritis on people that failed everything. Basically, the, 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 the eligibility for the study is that you had to fail everything. And uh, they basically, um, you know, enrolling people now. However, as I said, Wim Hof exercises are much more safer. Um, yes, you need to do them for a little bit longer, and it's not convenient that it automatically sets, you know, and goes off for one minute. You have to do them, but you're getting probably much, much more benefits, you know, from them. I interviewed Wim Hof several years ago. Um, the the location on the internet, if you'd like to watch that episode, yeah. is on the Patterson Program website. We're now storing these interviews at www.rheumatoidsolutions.com. But um, on the Patterson program website, if you go to podcasts, uh, you will be able to search and find the Wim Hof interview. And for people who just want to get straight into that, if they're not doing it already and follow his breathing, he has a free app. Just download the app onto your phone and then you'll be able to follow along. Uh, And also on the internet, his YouTube channel, he has a guided breathing exercises which i've followed there's one that i bookmarked which was a really good one and basically um uh, it goes there's a clock that rotates around from 60 seconds down you do a whole bunch of fast breathing and then you hold your breath and then you do 60 seconds and then you can calm and relax and he talks calmly and then you do it again and over a seven eight minute period you've done all of the breathing exercises and you feel really you just feel basically like you're vibrating at a higher frequency. Once In chemistry, done. we say that our atoms and molecules have to be brought from the lower energy state to higher energy state, which means yep. electrons moves 
upwards yeah. and they get excited in order to basically do what they need to do. Love that it. is basically what is happening. Yeah. So, yeah. Other than that, I also uh, did a lot of swimming. Lately, I'm not um, because it's cold, but I, I will probably restart on my local swimming pool. And when I go swimming, I'm probably an hour swimming. I don't do any laps or any fast swimming or anything like that. I'm just kind of enjoying myself. But that helps a lot. That helps yeah. a lot, especially when it's cold water. Yeah. The colder water you can bear, the better it is. Again, Wim Hof. And again, I believe that all your nerves are stimulated. Because cold water, it just starts that electricity. The body has to start warming you up and start working harder. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I've done. Oh, so not much. No, not at all. <laughs> no, not much no, at all. With, with hey. all this, I, I, I've, I've really, because having scientific background, I've researched the newest method that are coming, the newest gene editing technology, this technology, that technology. They all will work better eventually when they come. However, yeah. they will only... They will only take away your system. They will not take away this bad bacteria. And this bacteria is like enemy within. It's like a fascist army attacking you from inside. And you have to use every single tool against that bacteria. That bacteria has nuclear armor. And you have to arm yourself to basically with mm. everything you can. These past mm. three years have been extremely difficult, but I now see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm now only on 20 milligram at the track set, pain-free, inflammation-free. My hands are completely, maybe just a little tiny bit here, if you can see. No. You know, not, not, not really, I feel it a little bit there, but, you know, not really much. I'm really waiting to heal really properly, and I'm taking another test to see this bacteria because I don't want to rush because of my ear. That is my, I, I honestly believe that it is connected because there are the little bones inside of the ear that can get inflamed. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, before, before we um, sort of summarize this and wrap up, um, just on the ear infection. Does it ever feel like a TMJ jaw issue or what? I mean, what? No, how did you no. know that it was ear infection? What were the symptoms? Well, one day it just, my, my drum broke and uh, basically the blood and pus came oh, out. Right. And I okay. went to you the knew. ENT surgeon and they called me that this is called ENT toilet. And oh. I had to go basically, uh, it's called ear toilet because it's simply like that bad. Yeah. And they uh, suctioned it, they cleaned it on a daily basis. They put me on this antibiotic, that antibiotic, that antibiotic. They took x-rays, they took CT scans, and basically nothing helped until now. Now I'm basically getting better. Now I'm getting better for real, even with the ear. And and um, this is a really naive question, but why the broad-spectrum orally taken antibiotics and why not locally administered drop antibiotics? Uh, well, they've done even locally administered drops. Nothing helped because this oh. bacteria that I have, this citrobacteria that you showed on my, yeah. you know, results, it's antibiotic resistant and mm. we all have it. Mm. So this is the problem with antibiotic. When you take antibiotic, this syntrobacteria go, oh, great. This, ant this antibiotic, 
It's my armory against the other bacteria. So this bacteria is all the rest of the bacteria is going to be killed and I can overtake and I can enjoy myself. That is basically what's happened. This bacteria then overgrows into your stomach. Mm. Mm-hmm. It overtakes your intestines and then from your intestines goes into your other organs, into your joints, into everywhere mm-hmm. until you basically collapse and until you have rheumatoid arthritis or something worse. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely fascinating, Zena. This has just been a, a real, uh, like a fast train of information covering so many things. I've got a whole page of notes here that I've taken on our call. Um, we've covered everything from, uh, you know, eating your greens and broccoli each day and the importance of, of getting so much of those into you. And then your oregano oil and your S. Bulati interventions and probiotics and prebiotics and your marshmallow root, your ginger, turmeric and honey, your paleo fiber prebiotic, your daily NAC, the infrared sauna. We talked about swimming. Swimming you and I share a love for. Uh, I, I try and get in the pool and I try and handle it if it's cold as well. Um, like you, I have stopped recently. It's just human nature to avoid, isn't it, when it's just very uncomfortable. But um, that's not to say that throughout the winter I might not go and, and just I, I will definitely harden you know, up, you know. Myself. I still yeah. have cold showers every morning. Yep. I first have very, very wow. hot shower yep. and then I have yep. it. Um, after um, infrared sauna, sometimes I will have cold shower yep. and sometimes I will not just to keep that heat in as well, to keep my body working in. So yep. I, I will have half, half after infrared sauna. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I, when I do Bikram yoga afterwards, I, I make sure I, uh, count to 200 in the, in a cold shower and, um, that do you feel and vibrating and, and light after doing an hour and a half of bicker yeah. and then the cold? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Zena. This has been fascinating. Some people might be wondering why haven't I interviewed Dr. Kate and had her on the show uh, after she did such a good job uh, helping Brooke on that podcast a few years ago that you brought up. Uh, Dr. Kate's flat out. She is busy. She is, she's flat out. She's and, uh, flat out. And yeah, she has a young family as well. Yes. She said she has a young family, and yes. I'll ask I'll ask her again. But uh, when I did speak to her, uh, she said that really um, she just already is has a full schedule with clients. And she does. Uh, um, Look, so, to be honest, she only sees me once every six months now. Yep. In the beginning, yep. it was like a couple of times until we got all these tests. She yep. didn't want to repeat these tests. She said, "No, until you are good, there is no reason." You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no reason for you to come and pay me or whatever because you know you you yeah. know now what you need to do. So basically, she only sees me now once every six months because she's she's because she's so different. She's so busy. Oh, she is so busy. Yeah, she's very lovely, but just like hey, I I kind of I'm just flat out and I've got a young family and my clinic's just full. So um, she was if very there polite. Is anybody that wants to ask me something, I did yeah. create a Gmail address for just for this. Oh, and great. it's dina.rahealing at gmail.com. Okay. X-E-N-A dot R-A-Healing, one word, yeah. at gmail.com. Okay. And one more thing that I want to say for the people who have animals and who think that giving a lot of food to the dog, a lot of meat to the dog is a good thing to do, think twice. My dogs cannot 
are almost vegetarian because they developed ulcerative colitis. They are twins. They developed ulcerative colitis after I gave them Bravecto tablet. Bravecto is the tablet for tick prevention. It was just for prevention. So first month I gave them, they have little diarrhea. Next month I gave them, they collapsed, both of them. They had so much diarrhea that it reminded me of, of the story that you ran with, with Shamiz or yeah, Shamiz. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. They were just sure. basically trying until blood came and until they collapsed. The vet put them on the low-fat diet. And this is interesting. The, fat, the vets know that these wow. things are created by meat and fat. And they put them on the low-fat diet, but they didn't sort dog diet. They didn't sort them completely. So I've started cooking rice and cabbage for them. And I cook a lot of rice and a lot of cabbage, and I chop it really, really finely. I put a little bit of moringa inside, powder. And then I basically put just a little bit kangaroo meat to just sort, to put the smell through it. They have that every night for the dinner. And they have also the, the uh, fermented oats for breakfast. And then they basically, <laughs> I just substitute that with, with a little bit of basically this low-fat yeah. food. For the dogs, you can buy hydrolyzed meat food. It's hypoallergenic dog food in which they completely break meat protein wow. into amino acids and sugar. Yes. So that basically wow. dog immune system does not detect meat protein. So guess what? Vets know better how to treat their patient than doctors. Wow. Wow. Fascinating. Uh, Fascinating. I just wanted to uh, basically because there is a lot, lot of dogs out there. Actually, my neighbor just last week put her massive dog on vegan diet for three months because of same issue. Wow! Wow! Well, it, it's it's all it's all interesting stuff. It's all things that uh, we're learning, and uh, it's all you know stuff that that we have to do to try and make ourselves feel better. And, and, um, I'm, I'm no expert, um, on the, uh, on the pet front of front, but I'm glad to hear your dogs are doing better. And I'm even more glad to hear that you're doing so well. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful for everything you've shared. This has been absolutely, uh, amazing. So thank you very much for, for coming on and sharing all this. I really want to thank you, Clint, because without your program, I wouldn't find any of this. I wouldn't, you know, take this journey that I've taken. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now you see all smiles on my side and not suicide thought whatsoever, you know. So um, I, I'm grateful for that. I wish you, to your kids, your wife, a happy and long life. And I wish that all your patients that come on Padison program, please join and learn the basics. And please, this is the only way, and you won't miss meat or fat once when you start and once when you feel better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.